If you're listening to me right now, it's because of Anchor. And if you've never heard of Anchor before, here are a few things you should know. It's free. There are creation tools that will allow you to edit and record your podcast right from your phone and computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. Download the Anchor app now. Go to anchor.fm to get started. On Let's Talk About It, I want you to feel motivated, uplifted, and inspired. We'll be discussing relationships, friendships, self-love, and everything else that's not on the list. So grab your drink, let your hair down, do whatever you got to do to get comfortable, sit back, enjoy, and tune in every week for a new episode. It's Nikki Nicole, and you are listening to Let's Talk About It. Today, we are going to discuss being diagnosed with breast cancer. As we all know, October was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And today, I have a special guest by the name of Miss Vanetta Wilder, who is a breast cancer survivor. Let's begin by welcoming Miss Wilder to the show. Thank you. Yes, yes, Miss Nikki Nicole. Thank you for having me. All right. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm going great. Okay. So right in. From my understanding, you were diagnosed with breast cancer in your early 30s. Like, how long did it take for you to process, you know, hearing those words from the doctors, we are, we have detested breast cancer? Um, well, let me, let me tell you, you know, just hearing those words was, something that I had to adjust to and just understand that I'm going through something and that, you know, I had to get through this with family support. First hearing about it, I was 38. Um, Honestly, I didn't have an an emotion. Um, I think for me, it was more so of the educational standpoint. Um, When I noticed things wasn't going a certain way and started noticing certain certain things, I started educating myself. So that's what kind of helped me to get through all of it. Um, just the education and just knowing what's happening, what's going on, what's the next steps to treatment and so forth. Um, I will say the, the hardest thing was being able to speak to my children about it. But the best thing of that was my husband stepped in and he took care of that for me. So that was something I didn't have to try to figure out the words to say, explain to them, um, just so they could understand what's what's going on, what's happening to mom and, you know, having them to worry, am I going to be okay? And, you know, what's, you know, what's just, what's, what's the next steps of everything? So I think for me, I didn't have an emotion. It was just more so of, I knew what was going on. I knew I had to focus on that and just getting through and just being able to be here I am today for my family and just, I guess more so being educating myself. Okay, that that's wonderful. Now, when you say educate yourself, like was it a surprise or you had your suspicion before even having an appointment? My suspicions, um, noticing that it was a lump. And I will say when I first realized it, I didn't act on it immediately. Um, a month or so had went by and then the bump never, never went away. So I knew something wasn't right. So the next step was calling my doctor 
and going from there with doing the mammogram, the ultrasound, and having to do a biopsy. Um, and then with the biopsy, I just found it out. In the mix of the waiting time frame, I just started, Google's everyone's best friend. So I just started just Googling because I had a suspicion of something wasn't right. So I wanted to kind of like dive in and just see sometimes. Just see what you could find out before actually. Correct. And sometimes just looking for stuff, you find stuff that you may not want to see. But in the instance for myself, everything that I was just researching and thinking it could be in regards to the lung, of looking up first cancer in itself and seeing what are some of the symptoms. And I experienced some of the symptoms um, as far as just the lump um, mainly. Um, and just from there, I took it from there to say, I have to educate myself so I can be a help for someone else or just kind of guide them and just, you know, kind of sh- tell them that, you know, it is going to be okay. You just have to, you have to know what's going on for yourself, despite okay. what the doctors may tell you as well. Right. And that makes perfectly good sense. And I noticed you said that your husband stepped in, which is a wonderful thing. So once your husband found out and your kids, like, did it change your relationship with them? And if so, how? Like, you know, when I say if it changed it, meaning how did they react? Like, oh, my God, you know, I'm scared. Mommy is sick. Or, you know, because you had breast cancer, were there times where when you didn't feel like playing or feel like going outside, you know, did they understand? And even with your spouse, you know, from the way that you're speaking of him, it's clear that he's very understanding and catering to your situation, Mm -hmm. you know, but were there times where, you know, it worried him? Like, of course, he's probably trying to be strong for you and the kids, you know, but how, how did it affect you guys as a family? Um, the way I would say that it affected us, you know, it brought every, you know, brought everyone closer together. Um, I think just initially finding out and him explaining it to them, um, I would say when I came home that day, because I found out at work, uh, it was our anniversary weekend. What a way to find out, but that's right. how I found out. And when I came home, um, they were sitting on the couch. And my husband had already explained to them the news that I had told him earlier that day. So, of course, they was upset. They was crying. And I had to reassure them that mommy's okay. Mommy's going to be here. Nothing's going to happen to her. It's just some things that she has to go through to get herself better. Um, they were understanding. Uh, my husband as well understanding. And everyone just started pulling in their weight to help open well, that right. house and just going this up further and just doing the things that need to be done, like laundry, grocery shopping, cleaning the house. Um, I think with him, he was the, the more support person who always was, who talked to me, just encouraged me and say that, you know, everything's going to be okay. We got this, just a little hurt that we got to go over, a little setback. And I truly believe that. And because I'm still here today, five years would be um, New Year's Eve of this year. So I'm really happy about that. Um, I just think with the, the family and the support from everyone and just everyone just encouraging and just being there help as well, too, because you need that. You need that that love and that support from your family members to get you through, you know, the, 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 the terrible times, I guess I would say. 
Right, and that that makes perfectly good sense. Like going through something like that or anything, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with your health, you definitely need family support. Yeah. Um, and if you don't mind me digging a little deeper, you know, like you said, you had to go through it. Thank God. Congratulations. Let's give a hand clap. Five years later, you're still here. Um, how did you actually feel? And when I say that, I mean physically, like going through treatment. Were there any bad side effects? How, what was your experience with, with that? the treatment? I want to, you know, I do want to give a shout out to my actual medical team. They have been wonderful to this till this day. They're still wonderful. They're like they're the best. Um, just going through chemo, it was something to get adjusted to. Um, just knowing that you know you're gonna be tired. Um, just knowing your body and just know how to eat prior to treatment because that can make you sick. So I had to get adjusted uh, with my body, just knowing something that I had to do prior to. Um, for the most part, the only major thing was being tired. Um, I was still working full time. So that still went on. I didn't change. I didn't change anything. I still went on and no one would have known what I was going through unless I physically told you and the fact that I started wearing a scarf and wigs. Okay. But other than that, I still work. And the main thing was just being fatigued. All right. Um, going through something like that, would you say that it played a part in messing with your self-esteem? And I say that because you mentioned, you know, like being tired, like we all get tired, whether we have a health issue or not. But did you ever feel like, oh, God, I'm tired. I'm going to try to look good today, but oh, maybe I don't look so good. Or, you know, did you ever experience someone questioning, well, why did you switch your hair? You know, like, did anyone notice those things honestly, out of the norm? Honestly, no. Um, I didn't feel any differently. Um, the self-esteem, okay. I still have the high self-esteem. The only thing, like as I, as I stated before, that, you know, with work, just changing up from having hair to wearing a scarf and wig. Um, I remember one instance where a coworker came up to me and she asked me, I don't know if someone had mentioned to her, but she came up to ask me, was I okay? And I explained to her, I said, I'm fine. And she said she she heard that I had cancer and I told her yes. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ashamed to express it or make it known. And she just commended me for still, you know, striving and coming to work. Right. And I told her, you know, the thing is I had to still do what I had to do. And I had to make sure I was there for my kids. And I wasn't going to let this one thing stop the show or get me down or lose focus. And I'm going to congratulate you again on that because I have seen people who are, and I know if it was their choice, they wouldn't be that way. But I have seen people, you know, I'm tired and I can't make it today. I have no idea what it feels like. So from listening to you explain, you know, that there were moments that you didn't feel like it, but you still had that mindset that I have to push forward. Mm -hmm. That's encouragement, you know, and being strong within itself. Okay. Well, Miss Wilder, um, that's a very deep that's a deep discussion to have because we have so many women that, you know, that don't check their boots. Right. 
we have so many women that do the same things that you did. Like, even if they check them, they may have felt the lump and said, oh, I'll check it next time, you mm-hmm. know, and it could have been too late or, you know, the outcome might not have been so great. Right. Um, one more thing I want to ask you to elaborate on, yes. like, what are the stages of cancer? Like, how, how does that work? Because, you know, they say, oh, well, you have stage one or stage two Mm -hmm. it's obviously that the higher the stage that the condition isn't so great like how would you explain what that actually means and when I say that comparing it to someone getting treatment like chemo versus someone being in stage one who may just need you know a pill Mm -hmm. for example like how, how does that intertwine with each other um with the stages is based off of the size of the actual tumor to determine what your stages are and if the tumor has spread on to other parts of your of your body. So the smaller the stage, the smaller the, the tumor. The bigger the stage, the basically the bigger the tumor, the bigger the stage, but it all depends on if the tumor spread it elsewhere throughout your body. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds like you have had a an experience, but I, I'm going to say a wonderful experience because, again, we have so many people who have experienced this and may not have been a survivor like yourself. Right. So for you to be here five years later and you are able to tell your story, mm-hmm. um, what advice would you give to someone who you know, who is currently experiencing this now? My advice is check your boobs, check your boobs, check your boobs. Um, if it's checking what? it monthly, uh, when we have our monthly cycle, or just anytime that, anytime if you feel anything that's strange, different, any, see anything that doesn't look right, check it right away. Um, it could be nothing. It could be something. But the sooner that you detect it and get elect upon, it'll better help the situation. So I would say check, check, check the boobs. All right. That, that's great advice. All right. And on that note, we are going to thank you, Miss Vanetta, for sharing such a personal story. I hope that in the long run, someone listening to this, that it may help them along the way. Or, you know, maybe they know someone who's going through this. And, you know, by us recording this podcast, like it gives them hope. It lets them know that it's not, you know, the end of the world. And I do thank you for having me. All right, you're welcome. Anytime. All right, guys. On that note, we are going to end. Thanks for listening. Tell me what you think. And don't forget, tell a friend to tell a friend.